Hey friends, Brian here again. Uh, uh, and again, I forgot to hit the record button today on the mixer. So again, this is uh, ripped from the MP4 that I recorded locally for this show. Again, I'm sorry I did this, but I'm still feeling a little rusty after our break. Hopefully I won't do this again, but I at least wanted to come on here and let you all know. Thanks, and please enjoy the show. But here, on the very rim of known space... Justice is a long way away. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian. And joining me, as always, is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Sadly, Julie couldn't join us today, so we, uh, we're missing her. But we also have your co-host, Torsten. Hello. And your co-host, Shogun. I'll hit the brakes. He'll fly, he'll fly right by. <laughs> And my friends, we have our first guest for this new crew. Very excited. Joining us from, oh God, Manchester, right? Manchester, UK? Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Okay. Yes. Uh, is, isn't that a soccer, isn't that a soccer team too? Is that a, yeah, a, it's a whole thing. Man United. A, yep. Yes. <laughs> I only know that because of Ted Lasso. That's the only reason I know that's a thing. It's <laughs> Ted Lasso. I, hmm? Okay, carry on, carry on. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Juki from Manchester, uh, UK, has joined us to talk about her in-development and upcoming space-slash-planetary racing game, Fly Dangerous. Welcome. Hello. I want to thank you so much for being willing to join us. This is very exciting because, as we were saying earlier, we do not have enough racing games, especially in uh, in spaceships and whatnot. So when... Um, I don't know her actual name, but her name is Little Dragon. She's the wife of the developer of Hunter Net Starfighter. Yeah. And she's the one who told me about you and your game. And uh, she's the one that also told me Elite Dangerous has a racing scene. I apologize. Really? Uh, yeah, I'd never. We can discuss that. Like, uh, we can start with that. Okay, yeah. let's carry on for now. Yeah, and- let's. Uh, so. <laughs> So I had never, I mean, I don't play uh, Elite Dangerous anymore, and we, we could probably get to why, I mean, <laughs> in, in a bit. But uh, I didn't. I had no idea there was a racing scene. Now, could you tell us about that racing scene? Because I, I, I'm, if I haven't heard of it, I'm sure there's plenty of people who also haven't. Uh, it's entirely player run, right? It's not endorsed or run yeah. by Frontier at all. And that's half the problem, to be fair. Um, and it kind of sucks. So, right, let's, I guess, start at the beginning. The, the thing with Elite is, <laughs> I know, I'm well aware that we're going to tangent off into what's good and what's bad about Elite very quickly, but I came into Elite mainly, primarily because of VR. Like, I heard it was an amazing VR experience. And I just got my headset and I was looking around for games to play and I was like, oh, this, this sounds cool. And I'm fairly confident that without VR, I definitely would have bounced off of the game because I tried to get used to it without VR first, get an idea of, of you know, what the controls are, how, how the game works, that kind of thing. And it was only when I like, started playing it in, a, in VR after the fact that I was like, damn, this is, this is so incredible. This is immersive as hell. The, the sound design is amazing and so on and so forth. But the thing that really ended up captivating me, because that kind of inspired me to get a proper joystick, a HOTUS with a throttle and all of that, that gubbins, is the flight model is brilliant fun in Elite. And it, it feels like an almost hidden 
hidden gem, hidden mechanic in Elite. Because, like, by default, everything is flight assist on. And everything is kind of arcadey in terms of its flight model, surprisingly. Until you turn that off, and then everything becomes very nuanced. And I wanted to see if there were other things in the game that kind of encourages that. And I think it's actually a tremendous shame and a bit of a misstep from the game that it doesn't emphasize, well, flying dangerously. There's no places where it emphasizes uh, combat around structures or uh, racing or any of those kinds of things. So I went out in search of other, other mediums to talk about that. And one thing that I came across, if you've not seen him, a guy on YouTube called uh, Isanona. And he plays the game like super ridiculously hardcore with his own kind of set of rules where he plays it with no flight assists and no insurance rebuys. And he plays it like he really deeply role plays it. And that got me interested in the whole community around flight assist stuff. And there's a community called Newton's Gambit, which has a lot of crossover with people in the racing scene. And it turns out that there's this like entirely underground racing scene in the game. It's not endorsed by the game. There's no mechanics in the game to like have checkpoints or race locations or anything like that. But it also ties into one of Elite's best features, which is exploration. So a lot of the underground uh, racing scene is around flying around and finding the best locations and then sharing that racetrack. Usually just by flying high, taking a screenshot, and literally drawing a line and being like, see if you can beat my best time. It really is that cobbled together, like, in forum posts dear and lo- Google spreadsheets, oh, you know? Oh, lord, really? <laughs> yeah, 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 because there's nothing in the game that helps you. Like, they've asked for years, Frontier, like, hey, could you just give us something like a limpet that you could fire at the ground and it just fires a beam of light up and we'll use that as a checkpoint. You know, anything that will facilitate it. And you wouldn't believe the extent that they go to to set up racing uh, racing matches in Elite. They will try and get like 20 or 30 people in the same instance, which if you've ever tried that, is oh in God. and of itself oh a tremendous difficulty. Oh no. <laughs> but they will designate like five or six people to be checkpoints, and they will fly to the corner of the, of the <laughs> wait, race map, wait, and they will get wait, a mining wait, laser and wait. fire it at the ground, and they are the checkpoint. Wait, That's all they do. Wait a minute. People? <laughs> yes. People? <laughs> God. What? Hey, it works. <laughs> what? There's also, like, SRV races. The SRV racing is actually probably bigger than ship racing now because of the difficulties of getting, you know, ships to have checkpoints and fly and things like that. But yeah, there is this whole underground scene. And that absolutely captivated me, right? Because Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever seen, there's a guy on YouTube called Virtual, and he does a lot of Trackmania content. Mm. Typically about how, like, uh, old tracks have been beaten, like, 20 years on or whatever. And, like, Trackmania was my jam when I was in university. Oh, uh, God. Embarrassingly it's, long time ago. <laughs> it's still going. It's it's great. The new one is great. I don't know if you've played yeah, the, the new one. Yeah, the new one's still going. Uh, but the great. old one, the old Trackmania name, yeah, is all, still going. All, all of them are still going. Yeah, I, I have some of the one old ones on Steam that I load up every so often for some of the dailies. And mm-hmm. they're, they're still kicking. It's amazing. <laughs> so, like, the most succinct elevator pitch I could possibly give you for this game is it is 
Elite Dangerous meets Trackmania. That is the flight model of Elite Dangerous meets the mechanics and infrastructure of Trackmania. Uh, because oh. there is none of that infrastructure in Elite at all. <laughs> yes. So sold. Uh, it, it that I I just you've been asked. It, the, the, when you said, oh my God, because there's so many things. Uh, so many things. You, so Sorry. <laughs> no. When, when you said you got, people have been asking Elite uh, Frontier for this kind of thing for years. And what did they give us instead? Space legs? It's just, it's just, bogg- just boggles. <laughs> boggles my. Like, they had um, close quarters combat a while back. They tried a thing. And it sucks. And it wasn't very I, good. I was- Actually, CQC is really good if you find a band of people to play with. The that matchmaking is terrible, mm-hmm. and there's not, enough, there's not enough content. But yeah. they abandoned yeah. it because it's not got enough engagement, and it's not got enough engagement because it's not been developed. It's like, ah, guys! Yeah, but the thing is, the people that wanted Space Legs already moved on to Star Citizen, which was a bad idea in and of itself, but yeah. still. Ugh. It gets worse than that because they kind of changed all of the planetary generation with Odyssey, oh, which yeah, they, to they, the they racing people. Oof. Wait, what happened? Well, for the racers, they've all be you know they've collected good places to race around. Typically, level terrain, like planet terrain. Now sure. all the planets are different. The generation is different. All of those old like race courses have just been lost with the Odyssey update. Once that gets patched into uh, Horizons, which they've said they're going to do in a couple of months. All of that's going bye bye, and people oh, aren't too happy about that. Oh, well, come yes. on, Frontier! Come on, Frontier! And also the new, uh, and also the new planetary generation is significantly worse in terms of actual landmarks, variety, and not being a single repeating pattern across an entire planet because they need to make it compatible with walking. Exactly, really? it needs to look good on foot, which oh. isn't really compatible with looking good in a spaceship. Which, again, it's all kind oh. of at odds with itself. And I don't really, personally, don't want to shit on Frontier because I do really enjoy Elite. But <laughs> damn, that stunk! We're right? the wrong call then. We're all, circ- <laughs> we're all currently circling like uh, like like a bunch of hungry sharks <laughs> over a bleeding seal on an iceberg, just waiting for it to hop into the water so we, we can tear into it. it, it re- <laughs> He's not wrong. It's just, it's just endemic of the. I feel poor decision making. They keep doing over and over and over again. Like there is, there is a lot to like in Elite. It's got a great flight model. It's got some of the most amazing sound design in any space game. Yes, you know, it's it's gor- it's gorgeous. But like, in terms of actually being a game, uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't disagree with that. I mean, look, look how much work you, you, the racing scene is having to put do to put together like one race. Like other pilots are the damn checkpoint. I love that. By like, the way, I love like, that. You know, it's bad when Eve Online is outdoing you by orders of magnitude of like player-driven content and immersive gameplay. <sighs> like all things is it if like for your CCP games, this like questionable decision as they are. If like the play, if like they had the means to, uh, for the players to like start uh, start a racing competition, which well, it's not doable with the game's mechanics right now, but or at all. But if they had the flight model to pull that off, they would have actually somewhat tried to support it, like at least attempted to, with the basic <laughs> stuff at least. 
Yeah, it's... yeah. I mean, Elite Dangerous has always felt to me like this incredible uh, sense of potential. There's so much they could do with it, and it feels like a lot of the kind of it'll do for now mechanics that went in early in development ended <laughs> up sticking around, and yes. things like the economy, the economy just being like, oh, it's fine. We'll just fudge it for now, and we'll have some background simulation. That is now so deeply entrenched in the game that the idea of a proper player-driven economy is just no hope at all. And that sucks because yeah, that would, no. would add so much, you know? Yeah, including, you know, to stuff like racing where you can have actual cash prizes. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it amazes me that if you go back to the early Elite games, they have more playability, I feel, than Elite Dangerous. Like, if uh, you Yes, because, I, I mean, agree. we all know the reason for it. Because Elite Dangerous tried to be like, like it tried to be Eve Online and then seriously quarter-assed it. I mean, I, I, I get the multiplayer route. I get the how enticing that is, but I, I think it should have been a single-player game. I, think I it, honestly agree. I think it would, I think that it would have been better for them if maybe they had done a single-player version first, got that, get all that right, and then figure out how to make it multiplayer. Yeah, without then, without first having to finagle your way into making an, making an MMO, which they didn't. Yeah, it kind of yes. is, and it kind of isn't. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's, 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 that's the problem. Is a lot of it's half foot in, half foot out. It's like, you've got this whole power play structure thing, which is like, oh, that could be really, really cool. But now... No, it's not. No, you, right. you have people who play in Salt. Yeah, anyway, I'm going to just <laughs> rant no, about that. Right, no, it's... Awesome. it's you got something to tear into, go ahead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just sucks that there's there's no like commitment. Like if you want it to be an MMO, let's do it. Let's make an MMO, right. let's have a player driven exactly. economy. So yeah. But it's not, it's a single player game where you can bump into other players, and that's it, again another missed opportunity. It just mm. And that's a lot of this game, is I think that's why we're so angry about it, is there's so much like it does so many things, these little things like the the flight model and everything. It does a lot right. And then it gets these th other things bafflingly confusing. What's the word? Bafflingly wrong. Bafflingly. And, and bafflingly <laughs> half-assed. English like, major, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, bafflingly. That's a hard word to say. Um, half-assed and wrong. It's like, why? Like, just focus on what works. I don't know. It's, it's just so frustrating. It, I bought a lifetime license for the damn thing, thinking that, you know, I'd be playing it for years. And yeah, I, I haven't even loaded Odyssey. I think when I got my quest, uh, my Oculus, I loaded Elite up for five minutes. She's like, oh, this is nice. And I'm done. So I think, I think that the fun that I've had in Elite, and I kind of get where some people are coming from when they say that a lot of that game is what you make of it. You kind of have to make your own fun, make your own challenge in it. Right. And. I think things like enforcing on yourself flight assist off, right? That added so much to the game for me. Mm. Even just, just crap like where you're going from station to station to sell some crap. All of a sudden, just landing it became an interesting game mechanic, mm. right? And have you ever heard of hooning? No. Okay, no. well, we're going on a massive tangent now then. Right, okay, hey. so <laughs> there is another kind of underground... Uh, scene in Elite Dangerous that kind of comes from the same flight assist off Newton's Gambit people. 
And Newton's Gambit is is uh, a squadron in Elite Dangerous and the Discard. And as I say, they're all about flight assist stuff, but we also do a thing called hooning, where it's it's taken from the Australian term, and I think in Australian uh, parlance, it's, it's typically you drive your car into the middle of the desert with a bunch of your friends, get drunk and drive around like idiots, where you can't hurt people, hopefully, but, you know, it's not a really good thing you, th- to do in real life, but in a video game, it's kind of fun. So literally, we'll just all rock up on Discord, like 10 of us, and find a planet in Elite, typically somewhere like Achelous, or somewhere that's got really gnarly terrain, at least in the old engine. Get drunk, have a laugh, put some music on, and play Follow the Leader, and try not to die while flying through a canyon. It is tremendous fun. Surprisingly. Okay, that sounds fun. That actually sounds like a good time. Yeah, it is. It's, It's just getting together with a couple of buddies, and having a fly around and trying to chase each other. So a lot of what I wanted to do with this game has come out of that, has been inspired by that. That's why there's a, a terrain world. Now, what you might not be able to tell if you just like load up a couple of the racetracks in a terrain world is that terrain is infinite in all directions. And it uses um, a seed, like Minecraft. So if you find somewhere that looks cool, you can pause the game, copy your location to clipboard, and paste that into Discord and anybody else can find that location. And then you can load that location in multiplayer, and then you can hopefully, eventually, be able to make proper racetracks in it and share them. That's what I mean about the whole Trackmania infrastructure. Building the tools to let the community build things and discover things. And that's where like a lot of that terrain generation has come from, this hooning mechanic, and especially Elite Dangerous in terms of the exploration side of it. I love the idea that people find interesting places to race around. I really want to bring that into a, a bigger game, if you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, that sounds freaking great, if I, if I might say. That the whole endless procedural generation seed thing. That sounds mm-hmm. utterly perfect for a game like this. That is brilliant, I, mu- I must admit. Uh, <laughs> I love that idea. Cause... It was an absolute pig getting multiplayer to work with an infinite world, by the way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> But it does work now in the uh, early version, right? Yep. By the way, folks, uh, I didn't say this earlier. uh, What's on the stream now is a very early version of the game that I recorded earlier. Uh, It's the version that you can download from itch.io. You can try this out today if you want. Um, yeah, watching but, those flat checkpoints hurts my soul. After, but I'm, anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I I know that there's a, a slightly newer version now, but this is what I had when I recorded this. Um, but uh, yeah, we're talking about a game that's pre-alpha, so a lot of this can change. Uh, a lot of the look that you see on the stream can change. Just FYI, um, that this footage is very early. But I got to tell you, and I said this before the stream, but I'll say it now too, so we can talk about it. Uh, flying around felt great. Thank uh, you. That's it, good. It, it felt really, I mean, the controls took a little bit for my brain to click with them. Um, yes, I think um, one thing I have seen, although I haven't unfortunately had any time to play it myself because life is pain. Um, I've not played HunterNet, 
but I love the way that you can configure and bind everything from the cockpit. Oh my God. That is one of the best things. I love that game, but that's one of the best things about that game. And you should totally play HunterNet. Oh my God. Everyone should play HunterNet, by the way. Everyone. Yes. It does look really, listen. really good. I've just not had time. Honestly. No, that's fair. If you're working on your own game, I get it. I don't think Fernando plays other people's games. So uh, I can't imagine because I, I mean, he's been working on that for a good few years now as well, hasn't he? He is. He's a machine. That guy. He is utterly <laughs> a machine on how much he works on that damn thing. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, folks, if you haven't seen Hunter neck starfighter, go look at that because that's also just fantastic stuff right there. But yeah, I mean, what, which engine are you using for this? By the way, remind me, remind us unity. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's, mm. that's, it's impressive. Cause like so many games, uh, use unity and, they can, they're not, they're, there's no consistency in how good they are or how no, fun I they mean, are. There's I no think your choice of engine has very little bearing in that, if I'm honest. Um, okay. the, the only reason that I chose Unity at all was the sheer percentage of other people that use Unity. It just means that you can get help from other people as long as you're not shy about it. Oh, one thing that's probably worth mentioning, actually, is that this is open source. All of the code for this is on GitHub. You can go and download it and build it if you want. That's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. You're, uh, you, wow. Yeah, a lot of people gloss over when you talk about open source. That's no, fair. No, 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 no. no. Uh, <laughs> you have to apologize. Just, just, just so, a you've had a heck of a week, uh, it sounds like, yes. Shogun. So I hear you. Um, I am pretty tired myself, so uh, I, I, I totally hear you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've played, I think a few other unity, uh, I think there's one other unity flight game I could think of. I think it's called uh hypernet. That's unity. That one's really good. Um, but, mm-hmm. but unit, like there aren't a lot of flight games on unity. So I was really surprised at how good this felt. Like it felt really, really good. Um, so there's a good reason for that. I think, um, You've probably not noticed it, but in the options panel, there is a dev options tab. And that dev options tab allows you to configure all of the parameters of the flight model. Your mass, your max speed, your drag, the thrust multipliers, all the individual roll multipliers, your boost capacity, all sorts of stuff. And that was in the very, very first release. And that way I could get it in front of a lot of the Elite Dangerous pilots and say, if you think you can do better, here's the sliders, here's the numbers. Play with it. Oh, nice. And I've had so much feedback on that. The flight model has changed a bunch all the way through development. But having that ability, because you can also, similar to like copying your location, you can mm. copy your ship, your flight parameters to, uh, to a clipboard, and paste that into Discord and just be like, hey, try this, what do you think? Oh, very nice. Very. And, so it sounds like this is going to be very community-driven. Yes, it is. It's, it's, I've had a couple of like community pull requests. Uh, people are working on like adding new sounds to the game. People are adding new ship models to the game. Huge shout out to Ray Jefferson for the ship model because he absolutely nailed it. And Monohive for working on the sound effects. But yeah, it's a very community focused thing, and that's that's really awesome. Actually, I love that aspect of it. I, I, I mean, I'm sure it sounds like this is something a lot of people actually want. Um especially uh, in your community. So, I mean, it's amazing 
One one thing I love about the age we live in is if someone wants to make a game and feels inspired to, they can. And mm-hmm. and now like 20 years ago, the tools were not available to do that, to do something like this. No. <laughs> At all. <laughs> so I know this because I tried. <laughs> oh, really? It was horrible. Yeah, I made um in my teenage years, I made a I started making a Game Boy game with a friend of mine before university. And that was some some horrible kind of nightmare trying to figure out how to make C and assembly make pixels oh, look God. good. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> oh man. Like I can't yeah. imagine I can't imagine even though there were a lot of games for the platform, I can't imagine it was an easy platform to make games for. No, it was all like registers and all text and code and uh, the build cycle, like having to build it and then put it on a flash cart and then put it in the console and then be like, nope, it's still broken. <laughs> you know? Ugh. So this is uh, not your first game or this like, this or- is my first like personal project. I've worked with other people on things before and uh, professionally, I work on 3D software, not games though. I work on design software, interior design software. Oh, okay. So I've got like some background, but this is my first like big Unity game. And how are how are you finding game development? Uh, game development is fun but stressful, and Unity is a massive pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not surprised to hear that. Even though so many people use it, I, I've, I've, I've never heard anyone go, "Oh my God, Unity is the best." I've never heard that. <laughs> like, not no, not once. I mean, some things are amazing. It's like, oh, you want Bloom? Oh, you click that tick box. You're like, oh, neat. That would have taken me three days of learning how to make a Bloom shader or whatever. But then it's like, I want to make it so that when I press Escape, it closes this this menu. That's just like hours of bashing your head against the keyboard and just being like what? but why <laughs> what really yeah oh, oh no I, th- I went through this like three days ago literally I just wanted to make it so when you press escape it closes the menu but it sends the event to the button that is highlighted and then swallows it and it never reaches the menu oh man oh god <laughs> shit like that drives me insane <laughs> yeah apparently from what I understand the strength of unity is the community and the uh, things that people have made for it. Like, cause it's, yes. got, it's, it's so, it's so widely used. There's a huge community, not only for support, but for assets and things like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got a, a lot of it together with just placeholder assets slapped in there and it's superb for prototyping and things like that. But if you want to be like working on something seriously, the fragmentation in unity is maddening. They have oh, really? like, well, Oh, wait, when you start a new Unity project, the first thing it asks you is it goes, what render pipeline do you want to use? Do you want standard, universal, or high? And you're just like, what? What? <laughs> what? Um... Exactly. So standard is the old way that's no longer used, but most assets use it, so everything breaks if you don't use it, but they tell you not to use it. You should use high definition or a scriptable pipeline, but they say don't use high definition unless you're a AAA studio, so use Universal. But Universal doesn't have anywhere near as many features. Oh my god, it's just <laughs> what the sh- what the shit? Excuse my language, oh, yeah. but that that sounds fr- so right out the gate. You have a maddening choice to make. 
Yes. And then it goes, which input system do you want to use? Do you want to use the old one or the new one? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> what is crap. it? Yeah, it I, does that all the way down. So they're shooting themselves in the foot with this fragmentation, it sounds like. It's, that sounds terrible. I think terrible. they're working towards better things, but God, right now it's in a, a, a pretty messy state. So this is using the universal render pipeline, and that gives me a lot of things for free out of the box, but oh boy, do you make some compromises. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like the choices you make at the very beginning can affect your entire development pipeline. Yes. <laughs> sounds oh. like that, because it be. <laughs> oh, God. That, that's, that sounds maddening. I'm sorry. That sounds infuriating, really. Jeez. Yeah. Not great. Uh, this is why. Uh, working I, on it is, is still a lot of fun. I still get a lot of joy out of it. When it works and you're in the rhythm, mm, it's brilliant. Well, I got to say what, what you've put together so far, even in this very early stage with the mul- the multiple stages are really fun. Both space and planet is, is a mm-hmm. really good time. Uh, I had fun racing multiple racetracks on this thing, even just trying to get a better time. Uh, I, I think even at this early stage, you have nailed the racing part. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I'm pleased by that because like, I want to keep it as focused as possible. I want to get the elevator pitch done right the the racing mechanics i, I want to get the leaderboards in next i'm trying to do the integration with steam so that you can download other people's ghosts and race against those and see how they did it and that Ooh, kind of stuff nice but i have so many plans that i want to play with once all of that foundation work is done like i want to add a uh stunt mode have you ever played a game called super flight no what's super super flight i don't think i have. worth a go it's worth a go it's like two bucks on steam and it's a very simple project, similar kind of thing. You play as a guy who's like a, like a in a squirrel flight suit. Oh, I have and, played and this. Yes, it's brilliant. It's superb. It's 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 such a it's such a chill little kind of fly around and bump into things game. Yes, and I want to say like I want to try an experiment with that, right? Because I've now got all of the pieces in place. If you took something like that and combined it with, like, a Tony Hawk-style time limit of how many points can you get by literally, you know, fly dangerous, how, how dangerous can you fly without crashing? That could be interesting, right? There's a whole bunch of things I want to try, but I am trying my best not to get distracted by the shiny thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> make, make the thing play good, then make yes. the good playing the, into players. Whatever. Exactly, that, yes. <laughs> Well, I have to say it's it's very well, well the foundation that you're building so far seems very impressive because like we were saying earlier there aren't enough racing games in this space. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's just that's where it, but there really aren't. We were talking like there're like what half a dozen if that, you know? Yeah. Like like I think yeah, like we said Evercron has like- some racing. And we had one racing machine in uh, in Quintet. We put one in where you have procedurally generated rings that you have to fly through. And whoever flies through first actually collects that ring and another one will spawn. So oh, that sounds fun. Does wipeout count? Like it it shouldn't. Interesting. But we're so but it was so out of options that like wipeout might as well count. 
You mean like hover racing, like like that kind of yes. thing? I love Wipeout. Wipeout is my oh, jam. Yeah. In fact, yeah, they're wonderful. The spaceship in this was modeled mostly after the Fizar. <laughs> um, <laughs> we basically all sat in Discord and drew over pictures of Wipeout ships being like, wouldn't it be cool if... <laughs> Respectable. No, I, mean, I mean, yeah, there's that orbital racing game, but that's really like, there isn't much in terms of either aerial or space racing. So you are fill, you are filling a niche that really needs filling because racing is great and doing it without tracks, six full six degrees of freedom. That's even better. Mm-hmm. That's even better. I, I love this crap. Oh my God. I wish there was more of it. <laughs> yeah. Same. But like, I'm a, I'm a big fan of traditional racing games as well. Like, Oh, dirt God. rally is is my jam. Um, uh, I'm so terrible at dirt. At, at, oh like, God, the, me too. But. The more <laughs> the more realistic a racing game gets, the worse I am at it. Like, um, like I am great at like the more really arcadey things, uh, mm-hmm, like your burnouts and oh, forzas and things like that. God, burnout! I swear to God, I just got an Xbox three uh, three sixty. Seriously, I just got one like within the last year. And one of my goals, I I have all the burnout games for the PlayStation. But one of my goals now is to get them all for the Xbox, just so I have them. I love them that much. <laughs> just love the burnout games so much. Burnout just did so much right, though. Like it's oh. a shame that they're not still making new ones. Like. What happened to the company that made them? Do they still uh, make they're games? still kind of around. They made a game called Dangerous Driving, which is kind of their homage to Burnout, and it's nowhere sadly near as good. Huh. Um yeah, Burnout, I think was it Burnout 3 Takedown and Burnout Revenge are like some of the finest race arcade racing games you will find ever. Ever, ever, ever. Um like period. But Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge. Do you like top down racers as well? I've not played many, to be honest with you. Okay, there are a lot of those, and a lot of them are very good. Um, one of my favorites is called Bloody Rally Show. I uh, knew you were gonna say that. It's my favorite racing game. Uh, uh, uh so of course I was uh, gonna uh, come uh, up. Yeah, I was literally just gonna say, Brian, are you doing this just to shield for Bloody uh, Bloody Rally Show again? And yes, you are. Yes, a, you a are. little bit, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, if you haven't played that one, it's very violent and fun. Uh, you get you refill your boost by running over pedestrians. Oh damn! It's on Steam. Okay, that's on That's good on my wish list. It's coming on. Oh the wait, sw- it's free to play. What the hell? Well, there's a free is version. What? There is a free yeah, version right. called the Prologue, which ah. allows you to play daily races and and some other features but it doesn't have like the full campaign and everything that the that the paid version has but yes. okay and it's and also coming start off when you start off you start off as a pedestrian because you can't afford a car yet yeah in in the hardcore <laughs> mode yeah you can't afford a car you have to take pictures of the, okay, of that's the race. genius. yeah it's great um it's also coming to switch and then the consoles like today and tomorrow so that's exciting um but yeah, a lot, not a lot of space racing. So I, I got to say I am overjoyed that not only are you trying to pull like Elite in here because they do have a good flight model, but Trackmania uh, is a great, great thing to want to emulate because, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Guys, if yeah, folks, I love Trackmania. Oh, my folks, if you haven't played the Trackmania games, there are like 12 of them or whatever. Um, 
Get get one of them on sale on Steam. It doesn't matter which one. <laughs> it oh, really old. It, there's what well, there's Trackmania Island and Lagoon and a bunch of other ones and there's a new one that's just called Trackmania that's the current one. Uh, no, if yeah. you haven't played Trackmania, play Trackmania Nations Forever because yeah, that's, that's probably that's free and it's amazing still. That's true. Yeah, that's probably your best entry point. Is Trackmania Nations Forever? Where do you get that? I forget. That's on Steam, right? That's still on Steam, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. And Trackmania, you guys, it's such brilliant arcade racing because it does not give a fuck. Uh, excuse my language, but <laughs> it's got crazy tracks. Uh, not much in the way of physics, and it's just such a good time. It's also so really easy to get into as well. It's so That's easy. That's the other big into. thing. It's so easy to get into. I am so not equipped to contribute to this conversation. I do not play racing games of any sort. That's I'm fine. I'm like the anti-racing game person. You know what? That's fine. <laughs> I wasn't into racing games for a long time. I don't even... What was the first racing game? I might I try some out, but I'm like not equipped like contribute to the conversation beyond Donkey on the Lead Dangerous, which like I'd love to keep doing, but it seems to have moved on from that. We'll probably get back to it. We'll probably get Eventually, back to it. Yes, lovely. <laughs> so uh, is this going to, like, like you have, what, about 10 tracks in there right now? Is this going to have, is this is it only going to be procedural tracks? Are you going to have an editor as well? So I'm planning on getting an editor in there. Um, Great. All of the, the way that the game has been built is uh, composable. So there is a Unity scene. Unity has this concept of scenes where you can split things into modules, right? So a level is composed of an environment, something that dictates the weather and the, the lighting and the color and all that kind of stuff, and a geometry world. So like the space station is one, the different kinds of terrain is another. And then with those combined, you specify like which ones you want in a like text format file. So all the levels are just text that says one checkpoint over here, another checkpoint over there. And I want to expand on that to include like bits of geometry, like signposts and, you know, big arrows and things like that. And maybe oh, boost great. pads, that kind of fun stuff. So the whole point is hopefully you'll be able to find somewhere cool and then make a level and share it on the Steam Workshop. And that way you've just got an infinite, you know, trench of, of different maps you can play. Now, if, if I may make a suggestion, another thing that I think some of the best racing games have is our daily um, daily races. Yes, um, that's one of the big things I love about Trackmania. They do them kind of tournaments, don't they? Like knockout tournaments. Yeah, yeah, they do all that too. But they have a new tra- they have a different track every day that you have to beat the leaderboard on. And a lot of a lot of my favorite racing games, like Project Cars Three and Wreckfest, and all these have have daily races. That, uh, that was you- kind of my plan at the beginning, but I'm way too lazy to make a track every day on my own. <laughs> well, you can do pre- you can do something like like Bloody Rally Show, if I may bring that up again. It does a procedurally generated track. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, every day. So so something like that could could be a thing. Like it has a daily track, but it's re- it's procedurally generated and it's different for the prologue and the full version as well. So you get basically two of them every day. Okay. And so maybe something like that could be a thing because I love doing dailies. It's such a nice break to my day to go, okay, I'm going to do today's, you know, Wreckfest track, or I'm going to do today's, you know, bloody rally show track. You know that? Mm-hmm. Um, I think Dirt yeah. Rally does a similar thing, doesn't it? Like you can join yeah. different community rallies and you have dailies where you have one go at it. 
Yeah, exactly. And exactly. Yes, exactly. Oh, does that get the adrenaline going? Only having one shot at it. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. I, I with, with a lot of the racing games, you can do it multiple times. Uh, but I usually keep myself to one and done because mm-hmm. I'm... But it's funny, uh, Fur over in the chat brought up the uh, the X-Wing and TIE Fighter training missions and how those are kind of like racing, you know, where yeah. you fly through the loops. Uh, I kind of forgot about that, even though I spent so much time just flying through those loops because it was fun. <laughs> yeah, what, what pissed a whole lot of people off in the racing scene as well is that I think maybe a year ago, something like that, uh, Frontier added a training mode, you know, for new pilots in Elite. And it added giant ring checkpoints that you fly through. Oh my god. And what? it tells you where the next one is. And it's like, you've guys, you've built the mechanics oh of a racing game so here. Wait. Oh my god. So it's in there already. They've done it. It's ba- they've done the work. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, yeah. If you if you make a new account on on Elite now and it puts you in the training mission, it's literally like a big space station with floating lit up rings that tells you where the next one is. And it's just like, fly through this one to learn the mechanics. No, no. And it's like, again, guys, you've got all the building blocks. Just put them together. You've got the fucking Lego pieces. Jesus. God. You shouldn't be surprised about that. (laughs) Not anymore. But it's like, uh, it's, it's like they're an ADHD child with a thousand toys and they're just all (laughs) over the floor and nothing is built. And nothing is fixed, and nothing like makes sense. It's just a bunch of pieces of things. Ah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it! You just gave me an idea that actually could work in this game. Okay. What if you had a multi-stage race in which one of the checkpoints that delineates the next part of the stage is actually a portal that leads into the next area? Ooh. Oh, interesting. So Ooh. so you're not just changing locations. You can change biomes. You can go from on a planet to a portal that's within a, sta- a space station, and you're flying through that space station. You go through the portal on the other end, and you're on another planet. That's potentially doable. Because as I said, like, uh, the way that Unity... Because it does that kind of stuff is with modules, and you can yeah, load you, them. Yeah, you transition into another module. Yeah, as you fly that's, through. That's worth thinking about. I think also somebody else mentioned um, a game where it was like the first person to fly through a ring or something. Yeah, that's that's what I was mentioning. Yes, in in Quintet, we put in this uh, this mode, which was basically collect ten rings, and you're you're flying against the other players. You have weapons you can use, just like in the the other me- modes of the game, but whoever flies through and collects 10 rings in total wins. But every time a ring is flown through, another one is generated in a procedurally generated location. So you can't predict where the ring is going to spawn. You just have to be lucky enough to get there first. Oh, that's cool. See, we were thinking of, you know, this whole idea of hooning and following the leader through a canyon kind of thing. We're thinking of maybe we can gamify that by having someone designated as a leader and everybody else trying to follow them. And the leader periodically, like every couple of seconds, drops a ring. And the ring gets larger over time. And you get more points for going through it when the ring is small. So the goal is to be as close to them as possible while still being able to get the ring and get all the points. 
Interesting. Which could be a way of kind of gamifying the whole follow the leader thing in a very, very simple way as well, because it's like it requires basically no effort once those mechanics are in. <laughs> you know, it would be another funny thing. Um, I don't know if you've played a game called Deep Rock Galactic. Oh my god, that game. Okay. That game stole my soul. <laughs> you have played Deep Rock Galactic. So, oh yeah. So you know what I'm talking about when you're heading back to the rocket and Molly is dumping the beacons. Yes. To get back to the rocket. What about a racing stage where you have to get the hell out of the collapsing volcano or something following the beacons? Yeah, I'd love to do something. I'd love to do... Um, inside caves and things like that. Oh, yes. Yes. Very difficult to do with the terrain engine in Unity because Unity's terrain engine is like top down. It's a height map. It's like a 2D texture. Oh. So you can only go up. It can't go around into a cave. Oh. Which kind of sucks if you're doing it procedurally. (laughs) Oh, that's not fun. There are ways around it. There are ways around it. I wonder what engine the Deep Rock Galactic folks are using because I don't know how they make their caves, but goddamn. Uh, they are using the Unreal Engine, and they're using a voxel engine, and it is... Mwah, mwah. I love the way that Deep Rock looks. God, so good. So good. <laughs> I've got like 140 hours in that game now or something ridiculous. Damn. Yeah, I don't have that, I don't have that many, but, you know, for me, that I have a lot, because <laughs> I'm an ADHD <laughs> gamer. I don't stick with one <laughs> game very long, but that game is freaking great. And so I just thought of this kind of escape escape game mode that could be a lot of fun like because when you're talking when you talked about the follow the leader thing and i'm dropping the beacons i immediately thought of molly you know at the end of deep rock uh deep rock galactic mm-hmm. level dropping the beacons and you trying to follow them to get the hell out you know yeah that would be cool if possible i also thought of like just doing abstract worlds as well like it doesn't have to be realistic does it no of course not you could do crazy like fractal you mad animating worlds. You absolutely could. It's science fiction. <laughs> or fl- or flying through a nebula with uh, different densities, which will slow you down or Ooh. speed you up. Ooh. That'd be fun. Space terrain. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Not enough games do Making space terrain. Note. Not enough games do space terrain. Not enough. <laughs> There's what? Klingon yeah. Academy and... Uh, yeah, I'm totally making a note of that. <laughs> uh, what are other games that do space terrain? Like, effectively. Because, I mean, Elite kind of has asteroid fields, but every, every game has asteroid fields. Um, there is a there is a mission in Pulsar Lost Colony, which very much uses space terrain. As, as you're flying around an asteroid that you have to destroy before it hits a planet. And oh, okay. That's something. To, it's it's very much a thing. You have to get to specific points, weak points within the asteroid, blow those up, and then drop your warp core into the asteroid in a very specific spot in order to blow up the asteroid before the time runs out and hits the planet. Okay, that's great. <laughs> Man, I'd love to play Pulsar Lost Colony. I've only played, like, I tried to get through the tutorial and I bounced right the hell off of that. Um, it's a great game. It's you just a great need game. A good crew of people with you. Yeah, I think that's half the problem. Is I was just trying to figure it out on my own, and that's not good. <laughs> well, you can play it solo, and the bots are competent. Yeah, 
it's definitely it does more help fun. Have people who know what yeah. they're doing yeah. around you. Yeah, we we uh, we have people here who play it every so often. If you want to, you know, set up a game, I would totally jump in with you guys. That would be fun. Yeah, it's it's a blast. It is a it is such a silly thing. It is such a silly game, but it is such a good time. It gets so much our, right. Our group has been uh, playing uh, No Man's Sky recently, but we'll return to Pulsar in the near future. I'm sure. There's another game that does procedural stuff. God, that game could have racing too if they wanted, couldn't it? There, yeah. There's ground racing. What? There's not. Yeah, there's ground racing. You can actually make your own tracks. You can even put in boost pads. Wait, what? Yeah, what? this is in Pulsar. No, no, in No Man's Sky. Oh, really? And and there is actually racing in Pulsar too. There is a racing oh. circuit. You have weapons you can use. You can slow down the opponents if you have the right weapons. Uh, yeah, there are. And you can even use viruses against them to uh, slow uh, them down. So. Okay, yeah, so there is. That's great. I didn't know that. That's great. One more to add to the very short list of space games with racing. <laughs> I'm reading about space tracks in... <laughs> no Man's Sky. Oh, is it just ground vehicles in No Man's Sky? It, it is just ground vehicles, but you can decide which ground vehicles are eligible to use. Nice. That's that's only a step away from allowing folks to do it in space, which they I bet you at some point they will. You know, I they they keep iterating on that game. I bet you money they're going to add that at some point to No Man's I, Sky. Theory, you could put together a chain of bases on the same planet because you can have a large number of bases per player and build the terrain to actually make rings and, and whatnot to fly through. You Ooh. could do it. But I could totally imagine them adding, like if they added ground racing, I could imagine, excuse me, them adding space racing eventually. You know, it's just a matter of time because they keep, don't yeah. Halo games any ideas. <laughs> Well, I think the draw, the one drawback with uh, with the way they were they have racing right now is, and why space or a flight racing wouldn't work in No Man's Sky is because of how things pop in. Mm. Oh yeah, isn't the LOD heinous in No Man's Sky? Right, right. If so, if you're on ground, it's not so bad. But if you're in flight, it has to load a lot more, and more stuff tends to pop in. You don't necessarily see bases. You can only see a certain number of uh, of objects from your ship. So that might be a problem. But in theory, it could work. Just not very well. Uh, speaking of space terrain, uh, Luke brought up uh, Helium Rain, and I've got to agree at that. And uh, uh, don't forget Evercron Legacy. Yeah. Uh, it has uh, uh, nebulas and uh, and those are uh, uh, quite uh, dangerous to fly in. Uh, or as the various uh, 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 gravitational ha- hazards in, in, in Evercron, it's a great game. Yeah, and, and that game does have racing too, which is nice. I'm not great at it, but I appreciate... <laughs> Because they, they give you racing missions in that game in Evercron right out the bat. When you start off with the slowest, worst ship in the game. It's like, why am I doing this? Um, so I think 
I've only won one race in that game. Like, but it's cool that it it's is there. something you build towards. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like you have to build a fast ship to really do well in racing. You can't just up and do it. Um, but once you do, I mean, I did, I, once I had a better ship, I tried like one race to see if I would win. And I did, I'm like, Oh, that's nice. And, and I just haven't gone back to it. Um, but it's nice oh, that there's another there. one racing. Uh, thirty thirty death war. Oh my god, you're right. Oh right, yeah. Forgot about that. What's it called? Death ball. Death ball. Yeah. Yes. Death ball. Do you know about? Do you know about that one? This is new one on me. Uh, it's a top down space game. Um, but it's probably. I think we gave it best space game of the 2010s. Yeah, it, really? It, it's yeah. so good. It it just does everything right. It really does. Like, I don't, I don't think I have a bad thing to say about that game, but it also does have racing. You're absolutely, I forgot, I forgot completely about that. That's got a it's racing. Death ball. Death ball. Yes. It's got, and, and it, there's so many different ways to play that game. And it's so fun. And it's got such a crazy ass story. <laughs> And a lovely soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is so good. It's so good. I could I could gush about that game forever. Okay. Anyway, back to Fly Danger. <laughs> I just Googled Death Ball Racing, and the top result in Google is Death Ball is a sub-boss from Sonic and Knuckles. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, that's a part of, of, of uh, 30, 30 Death War. Yes. Uh, yes. Game, not that ball. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, ball, wall, right, right. Uh, well, that <laughs> that makes way more sense. Pronunciation. <laughs> so back to uh, Fly Dangerous. You're currently at pre-alpha right now. Do you, do you have any, like, idea or as to how long this might take before you hit 1.0? Oh man, not clear. I am winging it. Okay, <laughs> Dude, perfectly I, fine. That's perfectly fine. I like setting myself arbitrary uh, deadlines because I find it lights a fire under my ass. Otherwise, I, I'm a master procrastinator. So I've set Steam to be like it's public on I think the second of February. I think it's the first weekday in February, and that's not 1.0. That's like early access on Steam where anyone can download it and leave a hacky review and all of that nastiness. So. I need to get I need to get it together by then is my plan. And then I've got I think I've put in there like six months to a year until 1.0. But that is maybe hugely optimistic. Who knows? Oh, I think that I I apologize. I think we got the name of the racing wrong in 3030 Death War. It's Moneyball. Moneyball. Okay. Mm. Yes, I believe it is called Moneyball. And yeah, you basically chase around a ball and try and shoot it <laughs> while the other racers are shooting it and you. It's so great. <laughs> that looks like a mad game. That's oh, going on my wish list. It's so good. It's so good. I'm going to. It does go on sale fairly regularly. Fairly regularly. Yeah, it goes on sale quite often. But I believe, yeah, I believe it's called Moneyball. I was like, it's not Death Ball. What's it called? <laughs> Um. Yeah. So I yeah I was losing my damn mind there. 
so, but right now, you, so do you, do you not want folks to download the version that's on itch, or do you still encourage? Oh people? no, of course, yeah, please get involved. You know, it's as I say, a very community driven effort. I'm just really conscious that Steam is a big kind of scary platform, and yeah, when you open it up to uh, kind of mass review. It really needs to be in a good state. Like, there's a lot of rough edges right now in terms of control pad support, and like, there's no music in the game. Like, there's just a lot, a lot of little bits that I want to be tidy and working before it gets out into the wider world. And I want a bit more content in there. I want working leaderboards and ghosts and all that kind of stuff, all that infrastructure stuff. Man, it's it's, it's I'm just so excited about this. Like, like I I thought I was already excited when Hunter Net Starfighter added racing. Because that's probably my one of my most anticipated games, like period. But mm-hmm. learning more about this one has really shot your game up the list for me. Because you're cool. you're ticking off a lot of boxes that I just absolutely love. Yeah, Huntinet <laughs> looks really, really good. Um, so good. I I really need to get get off my ass and give it a go. To be honest with you, you, you really do. It's it's very playable with bots. It's it's very very playable with bots. Um, it's in, uh, but it's 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 also really easy to play with other people, and just once you start seeing how easy it is to set up your controls through that in-game menu, you'll be like, "How has no one else done this?" <laughs> ah, I know. Input in in and of itself is an entire nightmare. Like, I, I can't. Because one of the first things that I did working on this is I went into the racing communities and I was like, "Right, what's the most common?" control scheme that you guys use because like, i'm just going to focus on one one thing you know the answer that i got back was everything <laughs> everything is the control scheme some people use a joystick some people use two joysticks some people use a gamepad and a joystick or a mouse and a, a gamepad some people use and i'm not joking a virtual reality embedded 3D joystick that you grab with a virtual controller and it pipes it through to a virtual joystick device and I'm just like I what <laughs> now these guys are these that, guys are living in the, in the 31st century that <laughs> yes is, they're already in the metaverse that is that is damn that wow <laughs> people have asked for things like uh, web socket support so that like the game can output to a web socket what the g-forces are so that they could wire it up to their motion rigs so that the chair can move with it it's like seriously sim racers are freaking crazy <laughs> built different i believe yes. the, the use call it <laughs> like i i have i have looked into some of the racing gear that's just available like on amazon and whatnot just out of sheer curiosity and in in a way it's good that i don't have more space than i do or I might have like one of those metal rigs for a week, you know. One of those. And like, also, you'd need to take out a second mortgage. Yeah. Yes. Almost yeah. certainly. I I need a room. I I need, I would need a room at least twice as big as this one. And uh, <laughs> speaking of a second mortgage, guess what arrived this morning that What's I that? cannot wait to play with after this because as I said, I've just finished work. A thirty eighty Ti, absolute gold dust. Uh, oh god damn i am so excited my 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 2080 ti weeps in jealousy (laughs) 
I'm, I'm, I've been on a 1080 now for like five years, and the 1080 is a really good card. Oh, still, 1080 but for is VR, a great card, but yeah, for VR, you really need something stronger. Yeah, I'm feeling the pain. Like I love Dirt Rally, and Dirt Rally in VR, I need to play everything on low. You know? Oh no! Otherwise, it's just it's just vomit comment time. So I'm really looking forward to cranking that up. Do you have a Quest Two, or do you? Have I don't. I've got a Valve Index. Okay, so you're wired. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sadly wired in, but. God damn, I love the index. Have you ever tried one? No, I've, al- always, I've like, only had uh, the uh, Quest 2, which I'm very much a fan of. Quest 2, bloody good value for money. Like, really, really good value for money. I only really got this because I already had, like, lighthouses and controllers and things from a Vive before it. Oh, so it was yeah. like, I could just buy the headset and then I can just buy the controller. Like, that I can makes do it sense. piecemeal. That makes sense. Yeah, um, I, I never did VR until, like, it got to a good... Uh, like power slash price point. And I think the quest two is like a really good entry level power. Oh, it's incredible value for money. Yeah. It really. Exactly. Is. I, th- I wonder if they're taking it at a loss for each headset. I wouldn't be surprised because it does. I think it- they must be, to be honest. It's also like a fully fledged, like top of the line phone inside it as well. Right. I think so. I'm not sure. Um, it's, it's just such an impressive piece of kit. And and I love using it. I I use it wirelessly with my PC with my twenty ATI, and it's great. Um, but yeah, for VR, you that that card will do you just great. <laughs> oh I can't wait. God. I really can't wait. Oh my god, <laughs> I I am very jealous. That is, you probably can't wait to get the hell off with us so you can install the damn thing. Oh no, um, I've got a lot of other crap to do after this as well. So it's not going to be until later on tonight. But um, I actually did have a thirty eighty for a couple of weeks. And I managed to get that at retail price, and I was so, so impressed with it. Right up until fire came out of the side of it. Like, oh, literal, sh- actual wait, sparks burst oh, out the side shit. of it. Oh, crap. Oh, which which yeah. company? bad. Which yeah. company? Which, which, uh, who was the company that made that one? That was a Palette Game Pro What? So, like, basically an off-brand one. Don't the, buy a Palette graphics card. Yeah, who Use the hell price. are they? Don't get that, people. Uh, whoever exactly. they are. <laughs> Don't buy that. That right, sounds so, like yeah. Um, oh my god, that's brain, terrifying. Uh, so, so, so yeah, uh, that's that's not supposed to happen, I presume. <laughs> but the, was the rest of your computer okay? It was just the video card. My power supply died at the same time. Oh shit! So, oh, yeah. okay. So oh, that, no. that tells us a bit more about what happened. Oh yeah. <laughs> But I mean, it wasn't an underpowered uh, PSU. It was uh, like a Corsair Modular 850, I think. What power supply? And it was brand new. I bought that with the card. I feel so. like that may have been the issue. It's it, oh. it, it 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 didn't have an upper limit on the voltage. Yeah, maybe oh, I don't know. Man. That, that's not uh, the only usable explanation. But hey, uh, I got a refund for everything. But then, like, the price of GPUs was like twice what I paid for it. Oh, like, God. even a couple of weeks after. So I was like, uh, and did you can you buy have, them for little money anyway. So. Did you have a problem getting a a power supply? Because I know there's a, been a, just a general shortage of electronics. I did at the time. Yeah, that was a pain to get hold of as well. Oh, but shit. Yeah, I am terrified. So the way I've got around it this time is my living room computers died on me. So I was like, well, I need a new living room computer. Wait, what if I get like a mid-tier i5 with a ridiculously OP graphics card and I'll swap them out? <laughs> That's how I've got hold of one this time. Nice. Now, I, I, I lost a power supply once and it was devastating. Like, thankfully nothing else went, but oh my god, just a... <sighs> 
Because that's like the it's it's such a pain in the ass to replace that damn thing. You have to take everything out, everything. Oh my god! And you don't know either, do you? Like once it goes, you're like, has that fried all my hard drives? Is the CPU dead? Oh I god. have no idea. Yeah, I I was so happy that at that time after the PSU blew that that was all it went, and I just plugged in the new one, made it work, and I was like, oh thank god. What's cable management? I don't know. I don't care. It works. <laughs> Oh my God. Now that's, Oh, I I'm just cringing thinking about all that going at once and sparks flying and Oh my God. Yeah. Cause like the PC just turned off. I was just like, that's weird. So I opened up the side and it just wasn't turning on at all. And I had an old, um, sorry, no, a different power supply and a different computer. So I borrowed that and plugged that in. And that's when sparks like blasted out the side in front of me. I was like, "Well, I think that's gone." <laughs> that's that's my concern. Back up. All you needed to know, I believe, is a technical term. <laughs> I think the magic smoke escaped. <sighs> well, congratulations on your new video card. Uh, oh man, I can't wait. May it uh, may it last longer than that one. That 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 whatever <laughs> off-brand name you said, I can't remember now. Uh, Palit. Don't buy a palette, people. Uh, I'm not going to remember that. Just palette, whatever it is. Just don't. <laughs> just just stick with like EVGA, folks. And yeah, Gigabyte, MSI, anything that is a known brand. Yeah, the known brands that are are known for quality. <laughs> like <laughs> like I'm 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 an EVA I'm EVGA ride or die now myself. I've had like four of their cards in a row and never had a problem. Knock on IKEA wood. Uh, but damn, oh, oof. sorry. That was a tangent. <laughs> um, so does anyone else have anything they want to ask or should we start wrapping this up? Nothing from my side. I'll sit here. Okay. Mm, yeah. yeah. We usually try to keep the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no worries. <laughs> sorry. No, no worries. You've had a rough <laughs> week. Uh, we usually try to keep these between 60 and 90 minutes. That's, that seems to be the, the sweet spot for listenability, I guess yeah. is the word. Um, but folks, the game is fly dangerous. You can download an early build right now on itch.io. The, uh, link will be in the show notes of the MP3 podcast, but also should be in the show notes on like YouTube and stuff. Uh, it's quite, even at this early stage, just doing some basic, Time trials is a lot of fun. Uh, once you get used to the controls, just flying through those gates is a lot of fun. And I believe you said it's coming to Steam in February. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you like, if you jump on the Discord, I'm going to just start handing out Steam keys to people because okay. it's just more convenient in terms of like multiplayer matchmaking and leaderboards and stuff. Yeah, why don't you so, send? Yeah. Uh, once we're done, why don't you send me a link to your Discord server so I can uh, put that in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, cool. That'd be great. Uh, so that's going to do it for this week, folks. Thank you so much. We had a great chat, too. Thank you, everyone in the chat, for uh, being active and as awesome as you are. Uh, next week on the show, we're going to be welcoming back a previous guest. We are going to be welcoming back the developer of the amazing, amazing, amazing space roguelike, Approaching Infinity. We had him on a while ago, and so much has happened since then. Uh <laughs> So much has happened. It's really it probably one of these space best space roguelikes you will find. Uh, period. It's so good. It has so much in it, and it's just getting better and better. 
Um, so that's going to be next week's show. Uh, so thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Again, the chat was really active today. We love seeing that. We really appreciate you all hanging out with us. And Juki, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy day, it sounds like, to uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on, dude. To join us. And we'll definitely have you back as the game uh, matures more toward a full release. We'll definitely have you back. Thanks. I'd love to be back. Great. All right. Have a great day, everyone. Be safe. Be well. And we will see you back here on the channel tomorrow. Bye-bye. Peace out. Bye.